So today's Prayer Sunday, and Prayer Sundays happen four times a year. But we pray every Sunday, and hopefully we pray every day as well. And usually on a Sunday, we'll, the smattering of people that will pray, but there'll be one, more, one main person that leads the intercessions. But on a Sunday like today, hopefully a lot more people will be praying and taking part. In fact, there are five blessed people that will be coming to the front in maybe 15 or 20 minutes and tell us a little bit about some of the things they do during their week. Now, they all know they've got two minutes to do it in. So that will be good for them uh, to know. It's not a, a long, drawn-out thing, but only two minutes. Press Sunday. And the theme that I sort of thought would be really good to think about today is loving God. That seems quite easy most of the time, doesn't it? Does anyone else want to? <laughs> but to me, loving God is like fairly easy. Just a minute, if you want this on the website. <laughs> I love Jill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We love each other. That, that's definitely, we're working on that, aren't we, as well? Even better. It's really good. So this is the thing. How do we love each other? Because, you know, it's usually really easy to spend time with people you love, pray for them, look after them. They're just on your mind, aren't they? But the people that aren't on your mind so often, or very much at all maybe, it's still great to pray for them. And that's the kind of thing I want us to think about today. We want to start by praying for someone that we don't know so well, perhaps. Like we say, it's really easy to pray for people that you do know. Do you remember the first disciples, the ones we've been talking about a lot over the last few months? We've been saying how they spent loads of time together and then after Jesus died and came back to life and then was ascended into heaven, they spent more time together and then they went to the ends of the earth, didn't they, all separately, or some of them. But they knew each other, they prayed for each other. Here's a bit from Acts. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, I've emphasised that, the common meal and the prayers Everyone around was in awe. All those wonders and signs done through the apostles and all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pulled their resources so that each person's needs was met. And remember, harmony isn't everyone doing the same. Harmony is when we do different things, but together it sounds so much better than just one person doing something, one person singing or playing an instrument. We can follow their example quite well, can't we? If we want to. They were first century disciples. I've got some 21st century disciples here now. Then. And I wonder if you know any of these people. Oh, 
I think there was a bit of a malfunction there, like there was when the picture was taken, perhaps, if you remember. These disciples, we can easily love each other in all kinds of ways, can't we? We can easily pray for each other. We can easily go round someone's house and sort of have a chat, meet downtown, help someone with washing or help someone with just practical things. Who do I pray for? Well, a lot of us have a copy of this. I know I sometimes, not always, I sometimes just go through this and one day I'll pray for one person, then the next day I'll just look at the next person and pray for them. And so it goes on, and I wonder if you ever do that or you just leave it to one side as just a practical thing for their phone numbers and things like that. But just using a contact list can be quite handy just because it reminds you of people's names and their, sort of where they live and things like that. Something we used to do in the Onwards newsletter was to have a series of questions that people would answer. And if you remember, we had all these people, 39 different people, that answered lots of questions. Now, we're not doing that now. We might come back to it in the distant future, maybe. But if you ever want to pray for someone and you just think to yourself, yeah, what are they like? What do, what do they do? Then you can look online on our website and find which issue, which issue uh, these people are in. And then you can think, think, oh, this is what they're like. This is what they enjoy. And it gives you a bit more of an insight as to how to pray for them, if you want to. You might know everyone already in the church, and you know, don't need things like that. But for me, having something, an aid, is really helpful. So how can I pray for you? Well, do you know, on a Sunday morning, it's quite often that the majority of, ev- the majority of people here don't get mentioned. And the reason is, because there's nothing urgent about your life. There's no illness, there's no heartache, there's no, nothing like that. So generally speaking, on a Sunday morning, when people are leading the intercessions, they don't pray for anyone who's going great and is having a lovely time, because it seems that we're kind of more biased towards those that are sick, those that are finding life difficult. And so what I want to do in my life is not concentrate just on those that are sick and those that are finding life difficult, I want those that are experiencing normal lives to have a supernormal life. Those that are experiencing an ordinary life to experience an extraordinary life. Do you know what I mean? So I want to pray regularly for people because I don't want them just to have a mediocre, oh, everything's all right kind of Christian life and discipleship with God. I want people to really follow God and learn new things and have their lives changed in a supernatural way because God is into that, isn't he? God is into interacting and loving us and talking to us. And I want God to talk to me. I want God to talk to you and for us all to listen to him. Can our regular and mundane life become special and invigorated? Of course it can, because God does that in just the normal circumstances that we find ourselves in. Again, you know this quote. I think we even used it last week. When I pray, coincidences happen. 
when I don't, they don't. And that's the encouragement for all of us to pray for each other and say, Lord, let wonderful things happen in their lives, even when there might be difficult aspects of things that might happen. But Lord, let them know that you're with them. Now, Paul wrote lots of letters to different churches, didn't he? He wrote two letters to the church in Thessalonica, but in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he said this, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Now, can we be a bit honest between each other? You don't have to listen to the other person next to you. Just, just listen to me and, and I'll listen to you. So don't, don't think the other person next to you is listening. Is this verse always helpful or sometimes a little blah? Do you know what I mean? It's like when, God, when Paul says, come on, pray without ceasing. Come on, keep on praying. Don't stop. Is that a helpful verse? Or is it sometimes just doesn't help you too much? Because you think, I should be praying. I should be seeking God. And yet, I haven't really prayed all day today. Maybe I'm the only one then that feels a bit sort of hard about that verse. Like Jill was saying earlier, there's plenty of verses in the Bible where we can say to ourselves, that's a tricky thing. Because if we're going to be Christians and be God's disciples, if we're going to read the Bible, we definitely have to do what it says, don't we? And not just read it like a storybook, but we have to read it and say, Lord, I'm going to follow what you say. There's two Greek words here. And they're very interesting words. The first Greek word, uh, adialphertos, is made up of three Greek words. And that is not, across, to leave. So in other words, when we're saying be unceasing and persistent in prayer, we're saying this uh, not across to leave is there's nothing left between the various aspects. In other words, there's no unnecessary interval of time. It's incessant. It's without remission. And that made me chuckle this week because sometimes if you have remission, it's because you've behaved really well, isn't it? Whereas here, it's without remission and we are behaving really well because we are praying and we are saying, Lord, without wasting time and without getting on to things that don't matter, I'm going to keep on praying. How about prayer, though? It's got two words this time, two Greek words, towards an exchange and to wish or pray. And so if we're going to think about what prayer really is, it's exchanging wishes or to interact with God by switching our, our ideas for his. So what Paul is saying is spend all the time you've got and a bit more, do it all the time, listening to God giving him your ideas and saying, oh, thank you, Lord, that you've given me your ideas back because I want to switch what I've got as a good idea to what you've got as the best idea. And that's really what prayer is about and that's what we'll be thinking about in a few minutes when we do it in a practical way. Exchanging our ideas for God's ideas. So, this all sounds really wonderful, but how do I get started in prayer? Because perhaps some days you may pray just a short while. Some days you'll be praying all the time. And for me, 
and perhaps for you, not just in spiritual things, but in other things, it's the getting started that is the hardest thing. We want to go to green, but we just feel like there's red there stopping us. So how do we get to pray? Now, by the way, all of this, you will know already, it's just a bit of a reminder. It's just sort of saying to ourselves, oh yeah, I'll remember about that, that's a good idea. Why don't you read the Bible as you pray? Then, probably you do it regularly, most days. But you might be thinking, well, the Bible's a big book. Where do I start? Is it a bit like spiritual bingo, when I'll just open a page and think of, oh, there's a good verse, I think I'll pray that uh, for uh, whoever. I'll pray it for Colin, go and do likewise, or something, you know, and, and, you know, or I might pray it for Ian, and I might say, blessed are the peacemakers, and I'll be saying, oh, Lord, thank you for Ian, Lord, will you bless him this week, have him to be a peacemaker in the situations he finds. It's not really like that, is it? It's like, God can guide us as we open our Bible and just sort of say, Lord, I want to pray for so-and-so. They just, they've just come to mind. Lord, will you help me to pray for them in a really good way? Sometimes, I hope you noticed, there's prayers on the front of the newsletter. Here's four quick ones. If you were, a few weeks ago saw this, you might have said to yourself, oh, Lord, I love Tanya. But Lord, thank you for her faithfulness, for your work. We really encouraged to carry on being faithful in your work. And then you might have another word out of this list and you'll think of someone else and it'll be a, a thank you prayer saying, thank you, Lord, for uh, this person and thank you for what they've done. Thank you, Lord, that this is in their life. That was one week. Another time, it was this picture of the coat and arches and a train. And it was from Isaiah, forget about what's happened, don't keep going over old history, be alert, be present, I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out, don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. And it might be that you just think, Paul and Lynn, Lord, do something new in their life. Do something great together. Help them to be encouraged as they step out in faith from doing something for God for so many years to doing something else new in God for many more years to come. So you could just think, look at something like that and get in an idea. By the way, there's two more to come, but this is just to get you started. This isn't me saying, pray like this. This is just like, just like in the Olympics or like uh, in gymnastics. Sometimes uh, the person, the gymnast, will run and they'll jump on a trumpette, a trampoline type thing, and then they'll somersault in the air and, and do all kinds of flips and touches and things like that, won't they? And the thing is, that trampoline got them started. And these are just suggestions helping you to get started. If you're not so sure about, oh, how can I pray, what shall I do? These are just suggestions. How about this one? This is from a more recent one. You could pray, Lord, for Barbara. Will you bless her and help her to grasp your love for her, the depth of your love? Will she really see your love for her this week? And you can just pray for someone quite easily like this. How about this? You wouldn't have seen this cover yet because it's for next week. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light 
unto my path. And you might think, Lord, for Sinjin this week, let your word be a light in the way he goes, where he's sort of interacting with people. Lord, let your Bible really come alive to him this week. See what I mean? So when I put these things on, it's not just to make it look pretty and and nice. It helps me to pray, and maybe it's an encouragement to help you pray as well. It might be that it's just a starter, like I say, the trampoline for the gymnast. It might be that you see uh, a, a verse like that, and then you think to yourself, right, but now this verse has come into my mind, and now I'm going to pray for Jill with a J about this verse. And you just sort of think, oh yeah, Lord, thank you so much for Jill, and thank you, Lord, for what she's done this week, but Lord, will you help her? You know, it's to get started, is it? That's the sort of things. I've got one, two, three, four, five more verses from the Bible that I'm just going to read out that sometimes I use to pray for people. And it might help you to pray for people as well. I'll read them out. So this is Zephaniah 3.17 from the Living Bible. For the Lord your God has arrived to live among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will give you victory. He will rejoice over you with great gladness. He will love you and not accuse you. Is that a joyous choir I hear? No, it is the Lord himself exalting over you in happy song. And I get this impression, because I love musicals, I don't know, do you love musicals as well? Fantastic. I get this impression of I'm walking down the street, and then suddenly, behind me, this is angelic choir just encouraging me. Or God himself, like here. No, it's not a choir. It's God because he sings that loudly and with that much energy that it's only God singing. But people think it's a whole angelic choir. And I can imagine just God sort of coming along when I'm in Asda or something, just singing over me, just to encourage me and to love me. Just like they do in musicals. They just start dancing, don't they, in the middle of the street. That's how my imagination goes as well. That God is with me and he's with you. And he's dancing and loving and singing because he loves you so much. How about this next one? It might be for a a, a prodigal in your family or a friend or uh, maybe someone who doesn't know God at all. Again, it's, it's really famous. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call to him while he is near. Let the wicked one abandon his way and the sinful one his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord so he may have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will freely forgive. So we can use this prayer to say, Lord, for Auntie Doris, or for someone who I see at work, or someone I work with, Lord, help them to know you. Lord, as you are close to them, as you speak to them, help them to know that you're alive, and let them repent, let them turn to you. I like this verse very much as well. It's a good job I've got a microphone. So, Yunju, uh, would you like to read it out to us? 이제 인내와 위로의 하나님이 여러분에게 그리스도 예수님의 정신과 일치하는 연합 정신을 주셔서 여러분이 한 마음과 한 목소리로 우리 주 예수 그리스도의 아버지이신 하나님께 영광을 돌릴 수 있기를 바랍니다. 로마서 15장 5정 5절 6절 말씀입니다. Would you like to translate it? <웃음> Seriously. 
Just may, broadly, okay, broadly. May, is something like may the Lord give you the spirit of uh, unity, uh, unity in Christ, uh, in your patience, and the, okay, the God of God of patience and consolation give you the spirit of unity, something like that, and then, so you can raise God and glorify God in one voice and one heart. I thought that's just a pure speech with reconciliation, isn't it? Yeah. So, just slightly, because I'd like to translate it as well now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to translate it in a kind of modern kind of way. May our dependably steady and warmly personal God develop maturity in you so that you get along with each other as well as Jesus gets along with us all. Then we'll be a choir, not our voices only, but our very lives singing in harmony in a stunning anthem to the God and Father of our Master Jesus. To get the idea how we want to be one. So what a great prayer to pray when you're praying for the other people in our church or perhaps friends in other churches. Lord, let them be one. That would be a really good thing to pray, wouldn't it? I thank my God, this is Philippians 1, I thank my God in every remembrance of you, always offering every prayer of mine with joy and with specific requests for all of you, Thanking God for your participation and partnership, both your comforting fellowship and gracious contributions, and advancing the good news regarding salvation from the first day you heard it until now. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. So when you're sort of praying for Jean or for Alma or, or Sujin, you can look at this prayer and say, Lord, thank you for what you've done in their lives already. Lord, we continue to do beautiful things in their lives until you come back. It's a really easy prayer to pray because it's one that Paul prayed for his friends as well. So we're praying and we're saying, oh, here's another one. Remember that I have commanded you to be determined and confident. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, am with you wherever you go. And again, we can pray that for each other, can't we? We can say, Lord, for Keith, this week, he, let him know that you are with him wherever he goes, so that whatever he's doing, he won't feel discouraged, but he'll know your presence and your everlasting arms are underneath him too. So we can read the Bible as I pray, as we pray. And that really gets me going. And hopefully it gets you all going as well as you read so many things. But another good thing to get you going with prayer, to get you started with prayer, is to meet with other people to pray. And of course, church, NCF, several times during the month, Sunday mornings weekly, Sunday evenings twice monthly, Wednesday evenings fortnightly, Thursday afternoons. So these are all regular things that we do. And then, of course, there are occasional things, like in a few weeks' time, we're going to spend an hour and a half together, if you can make it, it would be really good to, on Saturday the 18th of May, when four different people are going to lead a session for 20 minutes each, just to help us to pray and to focus on God and to see what he'd have to say. So that's less than three weeks away. So how can I pray for you today? It might be that you don't really know what I do during the week. 
you know that I work for church for three days a week and I do lots of music and I spend lots of time with Jill and some time with Reuben and I do all kinds of things that I enjoy. But probably you don't really know what I'm doing most of the time. So it gets a bit difficult to actually pray because you don't know what I'm doing. But we want to do it in a very practical way today. Because as I was saying earlier, I've asked five people to tell me, to tell us, what an average Monday morning is like. Now, most Monday mornings are sort of just a time in the week, aren't they? But I picked that because it's just like a time when it's like some people get the Monday morning blues, don't they? And just, oh, back to work again and things like that. But I picked the, a Monday morning so that when these five people, who are Alan, we're going to do it in alphabetical order, by the way. Then we've got Alma. Then we've got Dassel. Then Eleanor. And then we've got Jean after that. So they all know, like we were saying earlier, they've got two minutes to talk about their Monday morning. But if they were just going to talk about their Monday morning, that wouldn't be so good, would it? So what we're going to do afterwards, we're briefly going to, they're briefly going to say what happens to them, but then we're going to pray for them. Because we don't want them just to sort of say, oh, well, I, I told you what I'm doing, and then they'll go home and think, well, did anyone care? But as everyone comes in turn to, dis- to tell us what they're doing, then afterwards, two or three of us can just say, oh, thank you, Lord, for... And thank you for this, and thank you for that. And we're going to, we can stand with them, can't we, in what they do on a Monday morning. So I've picked these people because they're like a type of other people. Because there's a big age range in our church, and people do certain things. So I've picked these people so that helps us to think not just about them, but of other people that are similar as well. So, Alan, do you want to come for a couple of minutes? And that would be so good. Thank you. So my Monday morning starts about 10 to 6, um, quite early. Um, it's a bit of a rude awakening. Um, I have to get up quite quickly after the alarm, otherwise it's easy to fall back to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, I get, uh, yeah, get washed, go downstairs. First thing I have to do in the morning is feed the dog. Um, I don't get any peace until I do that. Um, she has a breakfast. Um, she's also diabetic as well, so I have to give her injection first thing in the morning with the breakfast um, then I have my breakfast um, get ready for work I leave work about 10 to 7 um, drive to work in the car uh, Monday morning can be a bit more manic on the roads on a Monday morning people returning to work after the weekend uh, especially so tomorrow after the holiday as well um, arrive at work in rugby, so I work in rugby for a company that makes uh, lasers. Um, half past seven, so I start work at half seven. Um, usually, Monday morning, I can get a phone call um, when they're powering up some equipment in the factory after the weekend, and it doesn't work as they want to. And they want somebody to have a look at it and and repair it. Uh, so sometimes I get a call. Half past eight in the morning, we have a production meeting to talk about how many lasers we're going to make in the week um, and any problems that might stop us from doing that and if anything needs sorting out to help us to meet our production targets. 
Brilliant. So if, what's the greatest, the biggest thing that we can pray for you for? I didn't warn anyone about this, but everyone who's come in later is now going to know that this is going to be a question as well. So how can we stand with you, Alan? Because we love Alan, don't we? Yeah, Alan's great. And so how can we pray for you? I don't know, just that it would be a normal day, I guess. An easy day. Nothing too exciting happening. When I say too exciting, I mean nothing distressing happening. Yeah, distressing. That's it. So how about a couple of people? Just stand up and pray for Alan so that we can say, yeah, thank you, Lord, for what Alan's said. Help us to uh, go for it. So come on. Thank you, Alan. So Alma, would you like to come and talk to us? Yeah, well, I don't get up as early as Alan. About half past seven normally. And um, quarter to eight, something like that. And, um, yeah, get uh, organised and um, have breakfast and ready to go out. And I go across to the bus stop over here, get the bus to town. Quite often see, not necessarily on a Monday, but, you know, can see Margaret or Tanya or Kath, you know, other people, plus other people at the bus stop. And um, normally there's quite a bit of chatting goes on because we're waiting for the bus and um, get into town, um, often go over to the library for a little while, and then it's basically just shopping, and um, according to what I want, you know, go to two or three different shops, um, and um, again, see people in town sometimes, particularly on a Monday, I can see Phyllis sometimes um, with her friend, and um, then just uh, get the bus home, and um, Normally, it isn't lunchtime by then. I'm not that long. So I either do some jobs or make a phone call or something like that. And um, that is the morning until I get lunch. That's wonderful. So just like we said to Alan then, is there anything that we can pray for you, especially at this time or just generally speaking? I suppose, you know, with the uh, people that we meet at the bus stops, you know, that uh, we can sort of uh, share constructively with them. It is. That's good. So, a couple of people pray for Alma then, please. Amen. Thank you very much. That's all. Um, yes, yeah, so usually I wake up at like between half past, um, like quarter past, half past seven. Um, and then I get up and like wash and get dressed uh, and then have breakfast and then um, by the time it's like I'm leaving the house it's like five past eight because I'm usually five minutes late <laughs> um, and then me and Michaela walk to school um, and then usually on Monday we have assembly so we have to go and sit in the hall <laughs> for 20 minutes um, then we have period one and two and then break and then pair three and lunch, and that's the morning. <laughs> so, tell us about these important things that where you're going to sit into a quietened room over the next few weeks, isn't it? Well, yeah, so I have GCSE exams starting on the 13th. So, um, yeah, my first two exams are RE, and then like the next day of biology, and I can't really remember the rest, but yeah, it's in like seven. 16 days and so is that the biggest thing that we could be praying for you for or is there something else that you just think oh come on I want to tell you about this as well I think 
That would be the main thing. Okay. And remember, these are, we're praying for Dassault, but we're praying for Dassault as a type of person as well. All the other students that we know and sort of uh, want to pray for and remember as well. So let's pray for Dassault. A couple of people. That would be really good. Eleanor, would you like to come and talk to us? Thank you. Right, Monday morning, <laughs> like every morning. I usually wake up at 7 o'clock with a nice cup of tea from my husband. It wakes me up. <laughs> I've so got used to that. It's really nice. <laughs> um, I wish I could get up earlier, but I always struggle. <laughs> um, and also... What happens after that? Having a cup of tea, and I've got some time to actually pray or try to focus before I go on to whatever is next. Um, usually, m- not more than half an hour, three quarters of an hour, and then breakfast, getting ready. And I'm up at the lodge usually for nine o'clock, around nine o'clock. And uh, on a Monday morning at the lodge, there is a community meeting. So there is worship, there is someone that gives a talk, and most of the time it's quite good, interesting, um, you know, is, is relevant in, in some way, spiritually. So I'm in a Christian context, I'm not going off to a nine-to-five job, it's a different, or to school. So, and Monday morning, uh, meeting finishes half past ten, I think, then work in the office, um, the registrar's office uh, with, with Hansel, another guy from the lodge, until lunchtime, basically. Um, yeah, paperwork. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's important, and uh, yes, but usually the Monday morning pans out like that. The, the spiritual side first, and then the practical side after, until lunch. That's brilliant. So <laughs> is there anything in particular that we can pray for you at the moment for? Um, maybe that I actually get master the energy to get up earlier than seven <laughs> because I want to pray a bit longer uh, spend more time and also yes um, for this period of time I'm spending two days at the lodge at the moment every week and just for continued clarity about the future there and outside the lodge I need and tell us briefly about Paul oh Paul is better uh, he underwent uh, appendix operation on uh, Wednesday afternoon. And uh, we were at the NE on Tuesday night, the whole night. Then Wednesday was admitted at the op, and he's, def- he's recovering very well. Um, it so was a keyhole operation. So he's home now then, is he? Yes, or? yes, yes. Yeah, he came great. out on Thursday morning. Right. And he's all right. Just, you know, slowly getting back into normal life. Yeah, good. So let's pray for Eleanor then, shall we? So, Jean, would you like to come and talk as well? Thank you. Hello. Um, I usually, my alarm usually goes off at six o'clock in the morning, but I usually get up at half six. <laughs> on snooze. And then I just um, go and do the normal things I have to do, then um, go downstairs. I've got to uh, take two dogs out for a walk first. And one's really old, and you just like walk really slowly. 
the other one's younger, so I'll do that and then come back, um, have breakfast, um, and then I'll try and, um, if I can, have my breakfast, uh, try and read my Bible if I can. But if I'm running late, I usually um, take my Bible with me to, to work and I'll try and perhaps have a quick read in my lunch break if, if possible. But um, I, I, what, I normally drive to either Warwick or um, Bedworth, but normally on Mondays it's Warwick, and what I do when I get there, it's, we have to, I work in a safeguarding team, adult safeguarding team, so we have to uh, screen lots of referrals that we get to see what the needs of the people are and whether we can support them, whether they meet our criteria for support. Um, and obviously talk to lots of different people from different agencies, um, in health and um, in the community and you know like ordinary people that ring up for help and support that's what I do all day. and it's um, very process led as well lots of computers and stuff uh, lots of um, processes got to get everything in the right way you know with um, computer system um, and work yeah quite a large team that's what I do Monday mostly so how can we pray for you the most? That, um, that I can be able to... Well, I'd like to really be able to have opportunities to be able to witness at work, to talk about Jesus to people, but also be able to, in my work, be able to uh, be calm and just be able to sort of um, be able to discern and know what the right thing to do in each situation, because every situation is different, and people are in different, different needs that the people have. A lot of us are blessed, aren't we? Because everyone in our house is a Christian that really wants to follow God. So I want to pray for Jean, for her husband especially, because that must be really tough. Yeah. So can we pray for Jean? found that really helpful because you think you know someone and we do know each other quite well but for each of the people that talked then there's something that I thought oh that's a revelation so thank you very much everyone who sort of spoke because it's not always easy is it to come out to the front and share personal things so I appreciate that very much how do we get started with prayer read the bible as you pray meeting together in big or small groups, have a chat with someone, do some research, because it's surprising when you find out a little bit more about someone, how much more you th there is in common with them than you think there is already. And we have the Lord in common anyway, don't we? Which is the biggest denominator, common denominator that we have, isn't it? But the thing is, as we research and just chat with someone, and either pray later or pray with the person, which is even better. So our family becomes even tighter. Our family here at NCF. So when we've read the Bible and we've met together and we've done our research, then keep listening to God. And as 1 Thessalonians 5.17 reminded us, keep at it. Because that's what we're here for, isn't it? To listen to God, to, to pray and to worship him. And so today, we've been thinking, 
Yes, it's a prayer Sunday, and that wasn't just the prayer and the rest is just worship. No, we're going to keep on praying. There's more things we'll pray about in the next few minutes. We've been thinking about loving God, because that's easy, some of the time. We've been thinking about loving each other, because that's easy, some of the time, isn't it? But we, as we as a family of people get to know each other and just chat about things that we're doing, just normal things or things that are just a heartache for us or a joy for us, then it'll be so much easier to pray for each other. Whether we use a list or we just sort of think about the person that you sat opposite when you're drinking coffee all week. Or you might sort of think, oh, I saw someone I didn't recognise or didn't know. I'm going to ask their name next week and I'll be able to pray for them as well. Prayer is an exchange of ideas. So as we meet with God in a quiet way, a silent way perhaps, and listen to him, so he's going to help us to have our ordinary, normal lives turned into extraordinary, supernormal lives because he's the one that we follow. And as we pull together and knit together, so it's going to be encouraging for us all and our love for each other will grow as well. So just going to have a, a, I'll just pray now and then we'll have a song and then we're going to pray for our home life. That'll be the next thing that we pray about. And then we're going to pray for our work life. Or if you're not working at the moment, for whatever reason, you're just going to pray for what you do during the day, maybe. That could be a good thing. But we'll sort of come to those sort of things in a few moments. But let's just pray briefly now, just myself, and then we'll have a song just to limber up and think about what we're going to do next. And then we'll pray some more. So thank you for all those five people that came up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for all the others that uh, could come up as well. All of us, probably, could just say something about ourselves. Lord, as we get to know each other, we want to get closer to these other people that we know here and love. And help us to get closer to you, Lord, as we learn about you together. Help us, Lord, to know what makes makes us all tick, the ups and downs that we all have, sometimes the secrets that we keep because it's too painful to share with others. Lord, as we take our masks off and let our barriers down, Lord, help us to share in a comfortable, confident, confidential kind of way so that we do feel that our problems, our worries, the things that are on our mind are being dealt with by you and people are taking concern over us, Lord, as well. So thank you for your presence so far and we love you, Lord. Amen.